It's another beautiful day in the Red Dirt Riviera. Welcome to Payne County, y'all. It's been a mild weather week here, and it's glorious. It was torturous. I feel like we're in California. Really? California? This is California weather. Like earthquakes and liberalism and overtaxation? And moral relativism? (laughs) Those sorts of California? No. 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 Our most devoted listener is my friend Pam Narkin. Really? Pam Tupi. Is that her maiden name? She lives in California, Narkin, yeah. (laughs) And she and her family, they listen on the way to church. Okay, well, whoa, 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 whoa. And they're she super Catholic. Be, she can't be our most devoted listener. I bet you if they're you put boxing Catholic. gloves on people, they would fight out. Our, mothers, our other, mothers already did fight. Other devoted listeners, I learned that Nick Beidelsbach listens to us on the way to work on Monday mornings. Really? Isn't that great? <laughs> he commutes. He commutes to Perry. And he so listens he drives to, from Stillwater to Perry, <laughs> and it's like a, it's like perfect. He listens to it's thirty, 30 of minutes, thirty minutes to Perry. Isn't that great? Oh, well, and then awesome. I know a lot of people. Yeah, airplanes. Are you just saying people's names because they're paying you? <laughs> Each of these people is giving me ten dollars to mention their name on the air. <laughs> Sean Gleason listens. You can be bought. The new offensive coordinator for the OSU football team. Zach Esposito, they, li- they like to listen on airplanes because they're on airplanes a lot recruiting yes. student-athletes all over the country. I like to hear my own voice. Actually, I don't. <laughs> and then uh, our, our most recent uh, bit of, uh, I don't know if you would call it criticism. Uh-oh. Um, what did I my, say? My dad. My dad oh, called oh, me. Oh, no, 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 no. So my parents, it turns out, my parents like are pretty regular listeners here to the to the show. And my dad called, or you know, he emailed me. My dad emailed me. Oh, and he said, yes. And he said, what word do you say every one minute and 20 seconds on average? <laughs> on average. So on not average. only is my dad listening, but now he's like taking stats. This is why people shouldn't retire. Your dad retired. He's got a lot of time he's on his hands. Freedom. And so <laughs> I, I think I sent it to you. Or we no, were no, no. About it? No, we were out on our priest retreat oh, that's and right. you brought it up and we had to listen and I advanced through and I so calculated I maybe, it. And it was like, what word do we say? Okay, do we like priests, Payne County? Jesus. Jesus. Uh, Whataburger? No. <laughs> I don't think I've ever we said. We do a whole show on Whataburger. Uh, and, the, and the answer was that I guess I say this awesome. a lot. And it was awesome. It's coming and back. And I do say that a lot. In my, in my world, it never left. Yes. I've been saying awesome since. Two things that never left Father O'Brien's world from the 90s. My haircut. Awesome. Oh. And jams. He's always in a pair of jams. As he grows older, <laughs> he just sews the jams together to make a multicolored te- a technical oh, jam short back in the day. suit. Jams oh. were awesome. Oh, well, anyway, welcome back to hey, another another to installment show. of We Passers ate our Wheaties this morning. Holy Whoa. cow. I know. We're not recording this on Sunday, we're if you all, all think we we're are. We're all hyped up. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful day in Payne County. It is nearing the end of July, which is terrifying. For you. Me. Yes, because I have to go back to work. This has been the busiest summer of my life. It is a pretty awesome summer. It's been beautiful. So I'm, I just use the word awesome. There I'm we go. kind of excited for the summer to be over. Really? So you can get back to normal? I really just want Father Robert Duck to arrive. That That's really my so entire great. goal in life. Is uh, if, you, if you've not listened to previous shows, Father Robert Duck will be our new associate pastor here starting the weekend of August 24th and 25th. Yes, 
And he's currently studying Espanol yes. and learning from some nuns how to speak Spanish and write and read. Yep. And, he's and over at St. Peter and Paul in Tulsa, uh, which is a very uh, Spanish-speaking parish. Not entirely Spanish-speaking, but lots of Spanish-speaking. So he's celebrating Mass. He uh, Last Sunday, he told me he heard two hours of confessions in that's Spanish. That's good for him. And that's a good way to learn. That is. That is you learn, and then you sit there learn. and scratch your head like... What are these people saying? What did, what did that? What just happened? What did they say? <laughs> um, Yo Absolvo. But anyway, so that's going to be uh, glorious. That's going to be glorious. Um, but uh, speaking of speaking of the priesthood, our show last week was about the joy of the priesthood. Oh yeah, and how much we love being priests. I love it. And even, that was even super more, fun. Even more since last week. It's it, oh uh, yes. Something just, happened. It's just awesome being a priest. Oh, I was I. Uh, it, you said I did awesome. it. I now did you're it. doing it. Jay, that's twice I've it's said awesome. It's contagious. It is contagious. It's like smallpox. So anywho, <laughs> just traveling this summer, just going to weddings and doing them and being present at weddings and, and, and trying to evangelize people, I, it is beautiful. I just love being mm. priest. You get, you get to step into people's lives as a complete stranger. So, you know, like I know the, the couple and I may know their parents and I may know a few other people, but everybody other than that, I don't know. Yeah, weddings are are wonderful yeah, evangelization opportunities because a lot of people who don't go to church a lot, they, they'll come to a wedding um, because they know the people, not because they right. want to come to church. Like I got one in Hennessy this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Jenna and Stephen Matuzak. So yeah. It'll be Matuzak. And it's, it's just beautiful. You just step into this place. I've never been. I've been to Hennessy. I've driven through it. I don't know anything about it. And I get to like enter into people's lives as a complete Does stranger. Does the pastor in Hennessy know you're coming? You better know. Oh, I'm a tornado better, of better, sanctity spinning into town. Watch out. A tornado of sanctity. <laughs> yeah. If you ever do, um, you know, like how like shows, you know, they have like spinoffs. You yes. know, there's like the show and then they're, like the show kind of dies out. And so then they have a spinoff. If you ever started like a spinoff podcast, which was just you, like if we if we like broke up, you know. <laughs> If we had some irre- like we're a boy band or irreconcilable something. differences, you know, <laughs> like you got real big and I, my talent like was waning, you know. Yes. I think you would start a podcast called Tornado of Sanctity. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That's also a good name for a band, a Christian rock band. Tornado of Sanctity. What would be their like hit song? Like if you were to put it on like a little record or Tornado something. Tornado of Sanctity. No, I could see the hands up in the air waving, just like no, but they, just don't no, care. they would. Their hands would be in the air, but then they, you'd have to go around, like, <laughs> like you know, in a windmill motion, <laughs> like a tornado, right? Or, you, <laughs> or no, the best, the best part is or the watching arms, you do that, <laughs> like your hands up, or the arms like rolling, you know, like like you're in your 5.0 uh, with I your rag top down to your like hurricane that. blow. Uh, oh, okay, okay. We got we we got way off. <sighs> no, we're just talking about. Okay, so I want to real quick. So talking about the joys of the priesthood, we've had at okay. St. Francis Xavier this week. Our morning in the morning, we've had music camp, mm-hmm. and in the evening, we're doing like a parish mission for our teenagers. Well, the apologetics. It's been so glorious, um, and mostly the best part has been exposing young people to adoration. Eucharistic adoration. So we've got nice. these like like pre pre K kids, first graders. Whoa. Like coming to adoration. And then my favorite is we have the little group of like third, fourth, fifth graders um, teaching them like the tantum ergo, 
like the Latin hymn that we typically use at, Down at adoration. adoration falling. And like listening to them sing it, it just warms my heart. Dang. It's been Joy's, awesome. So yeah, Joy's a lot of confessions and adoration. Anyway, it's been it's been a good week. So speaking of the priesthood, this Sunday, for all of you out there, and this show comes out on Sunday, so... For you all you all out there in the entire world, so uh, the Russians who are listening... Yes, exactly. ...somewhere in Europe. We're up to, by the way, I've been watching our, our stats. We're up to... Uh, 2,600 downloads a month. I don't know if that's a lot. That's a lot. Oh, okay. And that ke- it keeps climbing. Oh, awesome. Okay, so, so that's for fun. you all, people who are around the world and may not know anything about the church in America, especially, especially zoom, the church zoom, in zoom, Oklahoma, zoom, zoom, as you Google, as you take your Google map tiny. and like zoom in on the great state of Oklahoma, you're going to find out something Fat really... Guy in a tiny church. <laughs> okay, sorry. You're going to find out something really awesome about... Uh, the state of Oklahoma, which this Sunday is the feast of Stanley Rother, and our governor has made it Stanley yeah, Rother Stanley Day. Yeah, Rother Day. That's like, kind of cool. We, like that's his feast day is the day of celebration in Big Oklahoma. So for this, for those for part. most of you in the Catholic world, you're going to go to mass this weekend, and it's going to be the 17th Sunday in ordinary time. But not here in Oklahoma, it ain't. Now we are going to use the readings. For the 17th Sunday Correcto. in ordinary time. But here in Oklahoma, both in the Diocese of Tulsa, which is the eastern third of the state, and the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City, which is the western two-thirds of the state, which is the inferior side. Ooh. Um, knowing that this goes out, by the way, all across the state <laughs> on on, uh, on Catholic radio. <laughs> Tulsa's just better. It just is. I'm, I, I'm not... Well, anyway, I'll fight anybody. <laughs> okay. We are celebrating. <laughs> we are celebrating uh, the memorial of uh, a guy named Stanley Rother, who is uh, who was an Oklahoma priest. Uh, and so, we, what we want to do is just kind of tell you the story. My guess is we're both going to be preaching about this this weekend. I have my homily's not totally done yet, but I'm I'm getting there to tell his story of of great courage. Okay, so a little just a little background. All right. So Stanley Rother, born uh, March 27, 1935, in the town of Okarchi, which is actually in the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City. Fine. What, what else? Okay, it was part of the entire right. state at that time. At that time, yes. Yeah, so Oklahoma was one diocese until 1973 when uh, we, the, Tulsa decided we couldn't take it anymore. Had, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, oldest, oldest child in the family. Okarchi is basically like a little, just a little farm town. Still a little um, farm. Google town. it. Google it. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful little place. Ice's chicken. Um, so grows up there, involved in the school. Holy Trinity is the parish there. Went to school mm-hmm. there. Was an altar server. Kind of all of the stuff that 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 a lot of like young men do, um, especially growing up in kind of the 30s and 40s and and 50s. So uh, he goes uh, in high school. He starts thinking about a vocation to the priesthood. It's a good time to start thinking about it. He's accepted as a seminarian, and he goes to uh, Assumption Seminary in S- uh, San Antonio. What? Yep. Uh, I think that the story there is like that didn't work out that well. Uh, I think he wasn't he wasn't like the greatest student, and I think this is one of the things that makes him, especially for like priests and seminarians, uh, a, a great a great example, right? Of just a perseverance. Like in just in in his studies, right? It's the spirit of John Vianney. Seminary, yeah, John Vianney, same thing. John Vianney uh, once got slapped in the face 
uh, clapped for, across the ears basically because yes, he couldn't learn he couldn't, Latin because he couldn't handle it. But by, by a person who was like 13 years old, who later, later became, became Archbishop Loris <laughs> of the Archbishop the Archdiocese of Dubuque. <laughs> John uh, Bionis. My the same. friend Father Bob Gross says that's one of the reasons that Archbishop Loris's cause for canonization never got opened up because he slapped Saint John Vianney. <laughs> That's what he was known for. Okay, so uh, Stanley Rother finishes his seminary studies at Mount St. Mary's in Emmitsburg, Maryland, and he's ordained a priest May 25th, 1963. Did he take a pit stop at Conception Abbey, the uh, seminary there? I guess so. There's something about yeah. Conception, like he it was a transitional was stage to, yeah. to go to. Because there's a little plaque and stuff at the... Yeah, right. Huh. I don't know. Conception Abbey in northwest Missouri, huh. where yours truly went to seminary, mm. following in the footsteps. Life ends. At conception. conception. Uh, okay, so then he's ordained, and he serves as an associate pastor for five years uh, in various parishes in Oklahoma, including the cathedral in Tulsa. Ooh, Holy did he really? Cathedral, yes. Oh, that's right. There's a plaque when you come in there. And the I think it's like Saint, maybe St. Saint Francis Xavier in Tulsa. Okay. I think also. Okay, anyway. So then uh, in, in those days, the uh, Oklahoma had a mission in the country of Guatemala, Santiago de Atitlan in Guatemala. And they served the, the tribes there. These were like descendants of the Mayans. Uh, so uh, Father Rother volunteers to go. It's part be, of normal, like... And be a missionary. G- guys go down there, priests go down there yep. to serve in the missions for yep. six months, a year, or a couple of years. Yep. So he's down there, and, he, and, he's, li- and he's there. I don't forget, I forget how long he's there. But, I mean, becomes... He is their priest. It's kind of like Damien and Molokai. These saints follow yep. that. Like, yep. he shows up at Molokai, and he's like, I'm in. And I ain't going nowhere. Right. You you kind of fall in love. Maybe you're only there, supposed to be there kind of on a temporary basis, but you just, you fall in love with the mission. With the people. And then the bishop, you know, the bishop lets you, lets you stay. So he goes there and, you know, he's uses, I mean, just as a priest, you know, we think oftentimes a priest says, we, we pray, we preach, we hear confessions. But Stanley Rother also brought with him the incredible, the human skill of, of farming. Yeah, growing and, up in a brings that, you know, so brings that to the people, uh, all of these kind of practical things that make people's lives better. Because yeah, it's he an agra- brings that with him. A very agrarian culture, raising corn and yep. other vegetables. So, I mean, he brings that wisdom down there. It's, it's sometimes, you know, it, priests are accused of like, well, you just do stuff in the church. And then when they see you out doing something like with your hands, they're like, whoa, that kind of changes. So he's doing this evangelization in the dirt with the people That's it. and on the streets and going yep. into their homes and out and about like like who was that uh the uh, pope francis took took the guy's desk away the cardinal's desk and says your oh, yeah. job belongs out on the streets with the yeah, people the, the papal almoner who, <laughs> yeah who, that's right who is the pope's sort of charitable arm out among the homeless in in the city of Rome. And this is what Blessed Stanley Rother is doing. So that's what he did. And so uh, while while serving in Guatemala a civil a civil war breaks out. And the church is kind of caught in the middle of that. And he's obviously one of the leaders of the church. He's not a bishop. Um, he's, a, he's a parish priest of this, in this town. Um, but kind of everyone becomes involved. Um, so thousands upon thousands of people are killed during, yeah. this, during this conflict, including a lot of Catholics, including a lot of Catholic priests. And, and nuns, too. I remember seeing as a kid on the news those four nuns that were killed uh, in Nicaragua. And so it was going on throughout yeah. Central America. Yeah. This infighting between it's a dangerous, yeah, dangerous place between to the be. Gover- between the governments and socialists. And so just war. So eventually, Father Rother's name gets appears on a death list, on a hit list, on a hit list. And so he's called home. 
His bishop calls him home. Get out. This is Beltran. You see, Beltran. Uh, no, this is uh, before Beltran. That guy. That guy. <laughs> bishop. Uh, somebody. Uh, so he comes home, and he, but he didn't. He didn't stay. He came back to Okarchi, but he wanted to go back. He wanted to be with his people, right? This is what priests do or should do. Is this why the book's called A Shepherd Doesn't Run? Yes. And so he has this. He had this famous line where he said that a shepherd cannot run. A shepherd cannot run. And so he returned uh, to the work of the mission. He returned to his people. Um, and then on July the 28th, 1981, which is Sunday his feast day. On July 28th, 1981, one in the morning, um, three men enter the rectory at the mission in it, Santiago de Atitlan. Was his sister there too at this time? Uh, there was somebody else in the rectory oh. at the time. Like so it was a rel- big, I think it was kind of a big Relatives building. and friends yeah. and religious and big rectory where yeah. people were living in. So yeah. this wasn't just... I think it was, yeah, it was not just like him on his own. No. So these three men enter and they killed him. There was a struggle, and he was beaten, and he was shot. Yeah, because he said, "I'm not. You're not going to let me leave this rectory." Right. And so, uh, a very sad day for certainly first and foremost for his family, and for his people. Uh, but because he loved his people, because he loved his faith, uh, he 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 stayed with his people despite this danger. And it cost him his life. It cost him his life. So in the Catholic world, if you're not familiar, we have this thing called uh, the process of canonization. And it's a very formal process when we recognize or when somebody, when the people recognize sanctity, a tornado of sanctity <laughs> in, in a particular person, a cause for canonization can be opened. And that is then where the Vatican gets involved and begins to in- <laughs> investigate the person's life, the circumstances of their Correct. death. You know, did they have some, like, weird secret life that nobody knew about? Okay, that would, you know, sort of put them uh, out, of, uh, out of the cause. Uh, and in 2015, Blessed Stanley, Stanley Rother is recognized as, as a martyr, that he died out of hatred for the faith. Uh, and that's an official declaration. Uh, th- yeah, and that's what it was, it was. When you hear the stories going on down there, it wasn't like he got caught in the crossfire. Yeah, he wasn't he, like running away and like, or, or tri- like tripped over a rock and fell, right. Or they were like, let's get rid of the church and let's get rid of these priests. No, it was his. What he did is it was interesting when they um, that. Um, Lampshade or Lampstand, Lampstand, the movie that that came out that everybody should watch again. They showed pictures of family members who had lost their brothers or sons or dads had been scooped up in these raids and and killed and or executed somewhere, and their bodies were then dumped someplace. Yeah, and the government was waiting for people to come and identify quote identify the body, come find their family member. Because if they come found their family member, then they would know that these people are connected with the crime uh, of anti-government or anti-whatever group they were uh, fighting against. And so Rother would go and take care of the bodies. He would go and he was like, okay, let's take care of the dead. That's what priests do. Yeah, same as Damien and Molokai. 
taking care of the of the lepers and those who have died. And so from that, this brewing started of anger towards him and the church. And so when they say, yeah, he was martyred for the faith, it's it's very clear and justifiable that, yeah, he did not separate his Catholic faith from his priesthood, from his service to the poor and the people of his village. Yep. He stood with them. Shepherd cannot run. Wow. So uh, he's declared a, a martyr, uh, and then it kind of moved. It kind of moved quickly after that. Um, so in the in the in the church's life, the the first stage there is is called beatification. So we we use the term. His name is Stanley Rother, Father Stanley Rother. We now refer to him as Blessed Stanley Rother because he has been beatified. So he's not yet a saint. Uh, so we hope soon, we pray soon, uh, and, and we hope that people listening kind of continue to ask for his intercession in, in various aspects of your life, uh, miraculous healings, um, whatever conversions it may be, conversions of people. of people. Conversions of your enemy. Yes, yes. Uh, for an increase of faith. I mean, this is, that's, what he, that's what he was known for. Uh, so someday, we hope, he'll be, he'll be Saint Stanley Rother. For now, he's, he's Blessed Stanley Rother. But we can still celebrate his feast day, which we're going to do on, on Sunday. It's, it's really cool that he's the, the first American-born Catholic priest, diocesan martyr. Yep. He's got all of them. He, like, swept the, he's like swept the series seven games, and he's out. He's like, wow. Yeah. He, that's, that, first... American best, best born, picture, best supporting actor, <laughs> best free throw shooting. Yeah. He's got it all. Yep. The triple double every night. Okay, so it's a, it's an inspiring story. So uh, back uh, September twenty third, two thousand seventeen, the beatification takes place in downtown Oklahoma City. Did you go? I had a wedding. Oh, we took busloads of. We t- I think we took two buses of Stillwater people. And we showed up in the OSU. Uh, so buses. it was actually very interesting. So I had this wedding was on the schedule. You know, weddings get planned out months in advance, and then the beatification got uh, announced. So I had this wedding on the schedule. So I went to the couple, and I said, um, "Hey, uh, couple, <laughs> there's something really important. More important. How than you would all. you guys <laughs> feel uh, about? Uh, I think the wedding was at like 11 in the morning. I think." Uh, how would you guys feel about getting married uh, like at that night? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> and there were tears, <laughs> and that was the end of the discussion. conversation. Who so cried? I actually asked, Who cried? You? Or I them? cried. No. Uh, <laughs> the uh, actually, I asked the bishop, uh, asked Bishop Condorla at that time, and I said, uh, just sort of threw it out yeah. there, like Bishop, Bishop, what? Do, uh, uh-huh. I mean, can I? What? Do, and then Bishop said to me, "What would? What would?" Uh, Father Stanley had done. Oh. And I was like, oh. He would go to his own beatification. Blasted. Uh, he would, yeah, he would have done the wedding. Anyway, so I did the wedding. And and, and it was beautiful. It was wonderful. And, I, and I'm glad I did. But I did miss, uh, oh, a major historic event in the history of Oklahoma. So a lot of people went. I mean, 20,000 people. They It pa- it was packed. And they shut it down because, like, people, yeah, a lot of people did not did not get in. Um, So what that, what that shows, uh, I mean, it was a major event. People from all over the state, all over the country. It was a, what's the came. what's the basketball arena in Oklahoma City? Uh, the Ford Center, the BOK Center of Oklahoma City, whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, again, I'm showing my my Oklahoma City bias. Um, the Ford Center. I have no idea. I made something up. Something anyway. But it shows that the, the popular devotion 
to Blessed Stanley. And and so you go, I mean, I, you, people go to now, you go, people go to Okarchi and, uh, and you can visit uh, the church where he yeah. grew up. You can visit where he used to be buried. You used to be able to go to Okarchi and there was we the cemetery. We went. And then had Aishans afterwards. It was awesome. And then uh, he was buried in the, in just in the parish cemetery on the outskirts of town. But then when all this beatification stuff started taking place, they moved his body to Oklahoma City. And then eventually the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City is going to build, and they're in the process of fundraising, and they're building a 2,000-seat shrine of Blessed Stanley Rother on the south side of Oklahoma City. And I cannot wait. Same, Actually, same architects that built uh, the new St. Francis Xavier. How about that? How about them apples? Isn't that exciting? So anyway, uh, okay, why, uh, Father Kerry, why, obviously for priests, he is like mega inspiring, right? Yeah. When I think to myself, man, I don't want to do that. Oh, boy. He would, what would, what, what would, would what would Father Stan do, right? He would do it. So shut up, O'Brien, and let's go. Um, why should, why should lay people care? What, what does he offer the rank and file uh, Catholics out there, or maybe somebody listening who does not share the Catholic faith, what does he, what does he bring? Thanks for putting me on the spot. Well, I mean, come on. It's, what do, what does know. he bring? Yeah, he brings a great love of neighbor, God and neighbor. Ooh, remember this? That was the gospel a couple weeks back. Yeah, remember the 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 guy says, uh, "How uh, can I enter eternal life?" And he says, "Shema Israel, Adonai." Love the Lord your God with your whole mind, heart, soul, intellect, will, all your being, and love your neighbor as yourself. And and wow. then the and then the uh, and it says in order to justify himself, he says, "Who is my neighbor?" And Jesus gives the parable of the Good Samaritan. So, mm. why is he the model for us? Well, you want to know what the uh, the gospel looks like. Uh, in fleshed in human body, well, a Jesus and b Stanley Rother. Wow, he's just it, the gospel was so rooted in every part of his being that what did he do? He didn't like. Well, uh, I need to I need to do all this service work over here, and then forget about God. It's, no, everything was rooted in his relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, wow. and then from that. He was able to then, what is it? No greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. Ooh. And what was the name of the parish where he came from? Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity. Yeah. Oh, how about that? So the, the Stanley, Father Blessed Stanley Rother is a, is a great example for us all. You know what? We all have, uh, we all have superheroes. You know, every kid, when I, when, every young man, when Michael Jordan made that slam dunk from the free throw line with the legs. Sometimes I dream that he is me. I want to be like Mike. And I so like we take that. all these, we try to emulate all these people. And I think <laughs> what, for parents, you can present the saints, especially a guy like Stanley Rothers. Yeah, heck it's with like, athletes. This dude, this dude worked the fields. And heck with athletes and movie stars. And wanted to be a saint. Because that's the end. Like, we all want to be saints. Because saints are the people who surround God in heaven. When the image in heaven of the altar of the Lamb it's not surrounded by people like with their thumbs up their nose or, you know, like uh, 
<laughs> did I say thumbs up their nose? Uh-huh. Or like just How like you, you know playing Xbox all day long. Uh-huh. They are the saints taking their crowns off their head and casting them before loving the, God and their neighbor. And we got to do this. That's why he's in. I want some people to name their kids Stanley. Can I we think, bring back? Can we bring back Stanley? As I a think name? we should bring. Let's Stanislav. Stanislav. I'm good with that too. St- Stan, I think Stanley and Stanislav's are all the you, same. All you people expecting children out there, hey, consider Stanley. Ooh. What's the female equivalent of Stanley? Uh, st- mm. All right, we'll work on that. Anastasia? We'll nope, that, that doesn't work. But anyway, so across Oklahoma this Sunday, uh, the Memorial of Blessed Stanley Rother. Um, ask for his intercession in your life. Google him. There's actually some wonderful videos um, out there. The Archdiocese for the for the canonization, um, did uh, a wonderful video. It's like 20 minutes, 21 minutes or so. It's really good. Um, and it kind of tells the story. But anyway, learn the story. Tell this story to your children uh, and be inspired. Be inspired by the life of Blessed Stanley Rother, no matter who you are, no matter who you are. Father Kerry, close us with, uh, this, is the, this will be the opening prayer, the collect for this weekend at Mass. O God, who gave your priest, blessed Stanley, the heart of a pastor and the fidelity of a martyr, grant through his intercession, I love this, that the humble flock may reach where the brave shepherd has gone before, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Have a great week. Blessed Stanley Rother. Pray for us.